I'd like to welcome Rick's Plates Tiles to today's episode of Crossing the Streams. Welcome, BPT. How are you doing? Thank you so much. Doing great. Great to be on. Great to see everyone. Yeah, I'm really excited to chat and hang out. And yeah, it's going to be great. Definitely. I, I, I want to thank you for being here for this episode. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad to, to have you on. Uh, and, and BPT, if you were to describe your channel to anyone that's unfamiliar with bricks, plates, tiles, how would you describe it to someone brand new? Um, yeah, I'd say we're just, you know, pretty chill, relaxed Lego stream, I'm primarily focusing on uh, Lego, but, you know, do other sorts of things game wise, Twitch related and stuff like that. But um, just a late, I, I kind of take the late night slots. So it's like a pretty relaxed, chill place to enter evening, enter night, hang out, watch some Lego building and, you know, get some good chats in, listen to some good music. And yeah, just really chill place. Hang. I wish I had more of like a kind of significant mission statement here, but you know, it's, it's <laughs> kind of like, that's kind of where I'm at. It's just like, uh, you know, turn the stream on and, and hang out with whoever comes in and have a good time and just chill. You know, and and it never has to be a significant mission statement, but I appreciate that. I mean, cool late night hangout. You'll get some Lego. Uh, sometimes you play games, too. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I actually started uh, streaming games a couple of years ago on another stream that I had, Crag Squad, which was just like a stream that I had for like some friends of mine. It was kind of like a personal stream. It was just kind of streaming games and really like i had built a new computer so i was like really excited to like play a bunch of games and i was able to stream so i was able to get through a lot of games that i had kind of on my game backlog and kind of got into twitch um yeah just kind of through gaming at first mm -hmm. and yeah it's been a nice it on bpt it's nice to take a little break sometimes from focusing so much on brick building kind of step away and you know chill with some games or maybe focus on some other types of crafts and stuff like that but yeah it, i'm not necessarily like a variety streamer i would say i'd say i primarily would be focusing on brick building on mm -hmm. bpt but having a little bit of experience doing like some gaming streams and and you know how that works and stuff like that you know it's kind of easy to transition back and forth between the two and um it is nice to kind of break it up a little bit and Mm -hmm. um i feel like the people that hang out in my channel like it, i kind of know a lot of people's interests and and you know it's not like i'm playing anything like really bizarre like people seem to vibe with kind of the games that, that we play and you know i can kind of read the room in terms of taste of like games and stuff like that to uh to just uh mix it up a little bit it's awesome i i really i do love the late night chill vibes just putting together lego hanging out uh you know reminds me very much of of what i enjoy doing myself on, on stream so that i really love what you do when it comes to lego is your history with it how how did you get into lego and and become an afol um i think it's kind of like the standard afol millennial story like i was into it when i was a kid had my dark ages and then actually it was only about a, recently about a year ago um i got back into lego and i kind of went like all in on it um it was actually the 
the bonsai tree that came out and one of my friends had sent me a link on it and i think it was like a pre-release link or something like that i was like oh this is pretty cool so i i think i pre-ordered the bonsai tree but at that time i think it was like 2021 january i think that set came out pretty early but that was like when lego was like at the lowest production and like the demand was like the highest during the the mm-hmm. quarantine you know so i ended up like not getting that bonsai set for like six months it was crazy um <laughs> but within that time i kept getting like back order notices and i was like all right i'll just buy like some other random set um and i ended up getting the uh nes and tv set oh like yeah the classic nes tv and i was like oh this is really cool um i put it together i was really excited about it and you know that was pretty much it i was like wow this is amazing like the amount lego has like evolved since i had remembered it as a kid was like really amazing and kind of seeing the build techniques and the design and like the final products and you know how far it really has progressed um over the last like you know 15 20 years since the last time i've I've really built it or had any experience with it was you know really amazing so it really like that really hooked me it was a great COVID hobby and uh (laughs) yeah and yeah, I think like uh, you know, the fact of building Lego obviously led down. I started with some discords with Lego and was kind of involved with some communities in those and then eventually kind of got into the Twitch and um you know, not so much the YouTube scene, but more of the Twitch scene for Lego and getting more involved with those communities and you know, it's kind of how how it evolved to where it is today, pretty much. Yeah. And then one day you just decided, like, was was there just one day where you're like, hey, I should just do this on stream? I was thinking about streaming because I had previously streamed before and I was still streaming on my other stream around the time. Right. And it was kind of just like I was getting playing games. There were a couple of people hanging out. It wasn't like anything that was like growing or not that I really wanted it to grow or anything. It was just kind of like a small personal stream. Mm-hmm. Um but it was like it was a good opportunity on Crag Squad to kind of experiment with design and how my stream or like how I'd, I would want to stream, like how that would feel, how I would like interact with people, like the persona on stream. Not that I have a persona or anything like that, but just like, you know, how I like behave and, you know, personalities and stuff like that on stream. And like just kind of it was it was a good like intro crash course into like what streaming potentially could be. I was also pretty familiar with like OBS and a lot of like the technical end of it was like, I had learned a lot of that through the first stream. So that was like really helpful. And then, yeah, I didn't initially, like when I first got back into Lego, I wasn't like, all right, I need to stream Lego. I was like getting into it kind of slowly and then seeing what what else was out there. And I think like the discords and through some of the other communities, like, like some of the Lego streamers and I was like, oh, this is really interesting. And it was also kind of a time it was about a year ago so there were there were a decent amount of brick builders but like i know in the last six months or so there's been like a crazy amount of, of new brick builders was which is like really awesome but there was it was still kind of like a pretty niche scene on twitch so um yeah it was it was kind of fun to dive into that and see like the different types of personalities and also like irl streaming and like just chatting and stuff like that that was like a whole whole new world and had like no idea kind of the potential and like possibilities for for those types of streams Mm -hmm. um because you know like most people kind of twitch brings you in for the games and you know you're there to watch games and it's very game centric so 
having this like new IRL kind of streaming world was was pretty interesting as well. And like kind of having Lego as Eurocentric kind of focus that can trigger like nostalgia and like, you know, other parts of topics and, you know, talking points and stuff like that, I thought was like a good catalyst to kind of start streaming and sharing my interest and you know, current interests and nostalgias and reminiscing about, you know, Lego and, you know, everything else that you like to reminisce about, you know, yeah, in, on yeah. stream. Um, I think Zach said it's, you talk about three things like Lego, pop culture and food, whatever decades those fall into. That's kind of like the, uh, the topics that mostly uh, you talk about on the Lego stream. So yeah, it's been good to like <laughs> get a good, like, have have a good centralized topic like Lego that can trigger some of that nostalgia that can then like naturally progress like the conversations or like how you, you know, present your stream or like it was an interesting opportunity to kind of explore, you know, what the potential was for streaming yeah. uh, IRL and Lego and, and stuff like that. So you kind of took your time getting into it in that you noticed the hobby it seemed like something fun that you've already done as a kid and had been into and then rediscovering that love. And then suddenly you're like, oh, yeah, there's there's this whole community that's already doing it. Do you remember what uh, channels that you, you happened upon when you were first discovering the Twitch communities that were doing this? I think one of the first follows was uh, Panfrenudo. Mm. um maybe the second follow might have been zach and you know it was it was those guys that were uh streaming a lot i think nick was streaming a lot around then i don't know if he streams much these days but jang i was following i think amish was starting around then yeah just kind of just kind of those guys that have been around you know the ogs and uh just kind of started interacting and lurking and and seeing how they you know how they ran the streams and um, how they interact with the chat because that that was the whole new thing too kind of like this more direct interaction with the chat which has been something really interesting uh with irl streaming versus streaming with you know gaming streaming and stuff like that um so it was just like hanging out in those guys' channels and like and yeah just getting to know everyone in chat and also everyone that was a streamer and kind of it was nice seeing everyone in in, in everyone else's chat mm -hmm. you know like you can carry kind of the conversation through multiple channels and get to know people through multiple channels, either if they're hosting their own channel or if you see them in chat hanging out, you know, it's, it's a good community because it's like, it feels bigger than just like one streamer, you know, it's like yeah. the brick building community is like a whole kind of pool. And like, no matter what stream we're in, like it's a party and we're hanging out and like, we all know each other. And, you know, it doesn't feel like for some games, maybe it's like, certain streamers have their own communities and they're kind of isolated from other streamers from that game. But the brick building community has always felt one as a whole and supportive yeah. as a whole. The brick building community is one of the most tight knit ones I've ever seen, right? Like you said, there's oh yeah, hanging out and then you'll see maybe the same list of names because there's so many of them, but you see, you start to see the same names. Like if you're brand new to the community, You'll you'll perhaps stumble upon someone like a Pan Nudo or a Zach M. Rutledge, and then you start seeing a couple of the same names between those streams pop up. And then as you kind of dive deeper into uh, brick building, you start noticing them more and more, or you start seeing offshoots where there's the same 
five to 10 names popping up. And I, I think that's incredible. And uh, like you, I, when I started watching brick building, I, I was like, this is incredible that there's the same, the same uh, numbers or names, numbers of names that are popping up. And for me, it was funny because I used to watch some of the originals, some of the earliest ones, uh, Brick and Nick set to build were, were the two that come to mind. And then later on, I didn't look as closely at the community, but then I started streaming it myself and I rated AZ Pinoy at one point. And so I started watching him and I started seeing names like Amish Ace, uh, Zach M. Routledge, right? Panfred Nudo. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And they all seemed to know each other. And then I started watching their streams and then I, I kept seeing the same names and never have I ever seen that tight knit group of viewers and the same streamers continuously. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Even like smaller games and, and smaller communities, I feel like they're pretty isolated and, and it's really like each streamer has their own community and mm -hmm. they're not inter interacting with each other maybe maybe some communities yeah there's some you know interaction between you know the community members outside the streams but i feel like yeah the brick building community as a whole has been like you said it, you see the you know the usual suspects of names you know <laughs> yeah and uh you know it, it's it's nice to see to see familiar names and and it's it's a nice comfy community and it's always you know always welcoming and that's been great too like this kind of zero toxicity and like positive, you know, kind of always promoting positivity and mm -hmm. having this kind of new outlook on streaming that isn't just trying to like be a troll or like trying to do it for the views or like the lulls or, you know, trying to have a more like organic and authentic kind of experience in, in stream. I, I definitely agree with that. The, the feeling is really positive in general and, and, I found that if you're new to the community, whether you're as just a streamer or a or just a viewer, depending on which entry point you make it in as, there's there's a whole lot of love and support that you see, whether it's you know, the community rallying around streamers who show up to the category and or tag, actually, but showing up to the tag and uh, streaming regularly, you know, they gain, they tend to gain a lot of traction or if it's a viewer that starts surfacing in multiple brick building channels, yeah. you know, you kind of get that whole familiar or recognition once you start seeing them and, and welcoming them to, to a given channel. Since you joined the community, what has been uh, some of the most interesting things to you since uh, you joined it that has transpired or rather how it's evolved in that time hmm it's tough yeah, that's a good question i i think like one of the things i feel that i resonate most with with this community and with stream brick building and getting to know everyone that's either a streamer or a chatter you know the regulars and stuff like that um it's like having that personal connection with everyone has been like really inspiring and something that I think is, you can, you know, when you're streaming a game, you're focusing on playing the game and like performance playing the game and everyone's kind of paying attention more to that type of content versus like your personality. So 
like being able to connect like with everyone more on a personal level and kind of seeing those regulars come back and continuing those relationships and chats. I feel like that's been something pretty inspiring about this this experience of of streaming. What's really interesting about what we do in brick building is in some ways it's I think it's more difficult. <laughs> this sounds funny. I think it's more difficult as a streamer even though even though the community itself I would say is far more welcoming, far more supportive. Uh it's uh, you know, it's really if you dedicate the time to streaming into the into brick building as a tag, uh, people will show up generally. But I feel like it's almost harder because even though you're building Lego and you're doing something fun, the the interest that comes into your stream, or rather the interest that you generate from your from your stream is far more reliant on your ability to engage and connect with the folks who are watching right so i feel, i almost feel like it's harder because if you you know no offense to those that are, are like oh man i must really suck this but like if if people don't feel like they can connect to you and 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 you as a person you you don't really see a lot of you know growth i don't know or not even growth but like returning people you know what i mean yeah yeah it's it's far more dependent on your ability to talk to those that are coming in when you stream uh brick building is there anything that you find to be particularly challenging about connecting with those that are watching your channel or discussing things different topics with them I think like because of the type of brick building that I do on stream, I'm not mocking, I'm not doing like heavy like stud IO kind of designing or yeah. any sort of heavy designing in terms of being creative, which is kind of a shame. But like, you know, I, I think Zach was saying, you know, about being a Lego tracer where you've got the instructions and you're kind of following the instructions and it's it's that that process I feel like is pretty relaxing to me. Mm. Um so I feel like because it's very minimal activity in terms of creativity and problem solving from my end in terms of what what I'm putting into the brick building, it is pretty easy to relate or like focus on chat and have more of just like the conversational type of chat. And like the Lego is more of, of the side kind of topic. Like it's something that we're working on and like we're talking about, but it's easy. It's easier to have these kind of, Kind of more intimate conversations with the people because you are able to divide your attention a little bit because it is kind of such a for at least you know lego tracing it's like you know paint by numbers more or less there, there is a bit of a challenge sometimes for the harder sets and like maybe like finding some bricks or you know nulling properly or you know all the technical kind of challenges that come with putting together a lego set but mm -hmm. because i'm not using that brain power of like trying to solve all these technical problems with designing a Lego set and, and all that kind of things. It's, it's easy to focus and get, give more attention to chat. And that's what I love too, because streaming games and focusing on stuff and using, you know, that type of brain power for your content and, you know, kind of focusing on that versus looking at chat as much. I, I feel like you're, yeah, you're not able to make those connections. You're, you're missing a lot of things. You're missing out on a lot of opportunities to like connect with people and, I feel like brick building is the focus of the channel and it's obviously like the things that stem 
all of the, the topics and, and trigger, uh, you know, all of the talking points uh, on stream. So it is a nice vessel to get everyone kind of on one focus. And then we can start, you know, dividing the attention to other people as, as we're building. And yeah, it, it's nice to not be able to, or it's nice to like be able to divide my attention that way and give people the proper amount of attention and recognition they need in stream and that stronger connection ultimately. It certainly makes it easier to prioritize the people that are talking to you because yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like you said, uh, you, you know, you can, you can move, you can take that brain power that you'd ordinarily use compared to say a game streamer, right. Where they have to really use at least some level of focus on a game. You can take that and move it to chat because putting bricks together particularly if you've got instructions in front of you there's a there's a minimal level of concentration required which allows you to do more talking to those that are in your chat yeah absolutely when you when you build or when you stream rather have you ever thought about just doing a, a just chatting stream or do you think there's anything kind of lost if you actually take the lego out of the equation and focus on just chatting I think the Lego for me is still a primary focus and I, I do I do really enjoy building Lego and like being involved with the Lego community and talking about it and, and getting people excited to talk about it. And I think like honestly, I don't know if I would have enough to offer as a just chatting stream. I do <laughs> like using the Lego as a catalyst for conversation or like even, you know, if I'm just building and people are chatting in stream and I'm just kind of like paying attention to them, but also just kind of chilling. And like, it, it's nice to have something to focus on a little bit. If I was just chatting, I would probably not be that interesting and, and probably, you know, <laughs> lose a lot of interest pretty quickly. But the, the Lego is the Lego is always a nice vessel to like refocus on. And like, if there's nothing going on chat, I'll, you know, I'll just chat to myself if there's no, nothing really going on in chat and like, yeah. just talk through the build and like, I feel like for me, it's helpful to at least have that to focus on during stream. Yeah. Like having the chat is really great and like obviously keeps me occupied during stream, but having a kind of a centralized activity or focus, I think for me, at least for me personally, is, is probably the, the way for me to go for streaming. I don't know if like having just kind of a blank slate in terms of just chatting would be the best format for, for me, you know? Yeah. 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 I, I ask that question because I do feel like there's a lot of us who do who do this that uh, I, I I'm the same way as you in terms of I love to focus on the people that are in chat, love to bring up conversation with them. And although I have Lego here, I do feel like there is a lot of uh, chatting. And I've always wondered, you know, at what point if you take the Lego out of the equation, how does that affect the stream or the streamer? And I've arrived at the same conclusion as you where if I, cause I thought about this, I've run, I've run some thought experiments. I haven't, I haven't tried it myself, but I, I thought about it and I wondered if, if I just took out the, if I just took out the Lego, would it still be as uh, effective or impactful as it's been? And actually my thought is no, my thought is uh, just like you, that, I still need something to be doing, 
even though it, it is, you know, somewhat low impact in terms of like what the stream is talking about in that moment, maybe the majority of the time. Uh, I feel like having the Lego there is just a nice uh, thing to be doing in the moment. A nice, like you said, catalyst for conversation. You know, you can still revert back to the set you're building or the building techniques that you're seeing in the set or anything related to it. Uh, I think that uh, I think you're absolutely right. So I, I arrived at the same place you did because I thought about that. Uh, because a lot of the time, a lot of a lot of streamers like us effectively uh, do a lot of talking at chat. And it's like, at what point would removing Lego make sense? And I, I, I feel the same way as you said. There's still, there's still a need to have it there. Yeah, I feel like just for me personally, um, I don't know if I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I have that type of personality to like just be someone to sit and chat with people and like have, you know, a conversation going, kind of constructive conversation going just right. out of nothing. Um, but I feel like a lot of Lego streamers totally could. I feel like you're right where it is the makers, crafters and uh, stream and just chatting stream are, are kind of synonymous and or, yeah. or run in kind of parallel paths where, you know, it's, it's something, you know, with makers and crafters, you may not be on camera all the time, but you do have to engage with chat more than you would play a game or kind of something with a more centralized, you know, focus. But, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I feel like for me personally, I don't know if I'd be able to transition into like a just chatting stream. Um, yeah. But I feel like it is a good streaming. The the IRL stream has definitely gotten me a lot more comfortable with talking on camera and just like talking to random strangers and <laughs> yeah, um, you know, <laughs> just kind of giving me a little more, you know, confidence in terms of interacting with people and uh, socializing and stuff like that. So it yeah. does help in terms of keeping you sharp with you know, chatting and stuff like that. So I could see people easily transitioning into kind of a just chatting like atmosphere, but at least yeah. for me, I, I think it needs to have some sort of centralized topic. I don't think myself is interesting enough to be like, <laughs> I'm the stream, like, come watch me. Like, right. we're just going to talk about random stuff, but like, um, but you know, some people that's, that's their brand and that's totally what they do. And like, there's yeah. a lot of people who are very successful with that and, um, nothing wrong with that. I think that's great. Uh, just, yeah. yeah, it's not something that I've really kind of aspired to in terms of content creation or streaming and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that's really insightful for you to make that point of, we can easily say that's the focus of the stream, right? We can easily say, oh, you know, here's my set that I'm building check out this set and I'm just going to chat at you. And I think that's actually a really cool way to look at it because I think if you were to present that to any streamer, especially those who are, are fairly new to the whole thing, it seems scary, maybe a little daunting where it's like, Oh yeah, the camera's on you. Now just talk at the camera and the people who are watching you go. Right. And that is, that is some scary stuff. That is like absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zach M. Rutledge made a made a point in chat. Says I'd watch some editing or motion graphic works from VPT. I, I'm gonna take a slight detour here because I know that uh, I mentioned this to you before we started uh, broadcasting. I said that I love the visuals 
that you do, whether it's on your stream or on socials for some of the charity work that we we've seen in the brick building community. I just want to say, man, that I love a lot of the stuff that you've done, whether it be the motion graphics uh, or just the the graphic design work that I've seen you do. Uh, If you don't mind talking a little bit about that, uh, is like, how did you get so good at it? Is this something that you do? Uh, by day or or how did you yeah, get there absolutely um i i guess it, it started like in high school downloaded like some cracked version of photoshop and <laughs> started like messing around with that and actually my high school offered graphic design yeah. um which was kind of like interesting at the time so i was taking what they had to offer which was pretty basic but also like introduced me to like digital art you know like it was really a good introduction to like what you could do with a computer like how you how you could utilize technology to like create art and like you know cool art no not cool art but like interesting art and like te- you know progressive art and stuff that would like be significant for like the future whatever but like um i think the intersection of like having that interest in technology and then having like interest in art graphic design was like a really good combination like a, a really good kind of platform and medium for that because it, it there's some technical aspects to it but also there's a lot of artistic aspects to it um and there's a lot of design aspects to it starting out in high school i was i really was into graphic design and i did a lot of like myspace graphic design pages like a lot of local like all my friends were in like like punk bands and like hardcore bands and like i would make like stupid myspace banners and like you know flyers <laughs> and stuff and it was great and like um that's kind of where i started really enjoying doing design and stuff like that and uh i did i did go to design school i went to a parsons in uh, new york city and uh the major my major was actually called uh, design and technology and it was like this kind of experimental curriculum on like also like my school parsons um it's it's known for a pretty progressive and like experimental curriculum and like theology like theology on education stuff like that so um they're throwing in you into the deep end on a lot of weird stuff Mm -hmm. uh, like conceptually and um it was cool and you know from there like the whole thing of, of my major which was design and technology was like obviously kind of how you marry design and technology how they affect each other and like how emerging technologies and like like at the at the time it was at, uh like mobile app design was really big when i was in college so it was like um the end of like the flash era i remember learning a little bit of like action scripts and uh, this is pretty technical but like yeah yeah you know like web uh flash stuff for like web design and like a lot of web design was really popular at the time but then it was shifting into mobile design and like ar and vr was getting popular and actually streaming was kind of getting like popular because justin tv was kind of popping up around then and mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. that other uh ustream was that a, yep. what, what it was yeah um they were getting popular around the time so this whole shift of like web purely web design into mobile design was kind of like my era of when I went to to college. And 
like those emerging technologies, kind of the mobile platforms and AR and VR and more of the uh, kind of interactive type of design and technology. Um, that's what we focused on a lot. And it had a lot of influence on like, how I thought about design and like the type of design I was into and like how to utilize what I like to do in design and like apply it to these types of mediums and stuff like that. Um, so that was, you know, art school was great. Yeah. I can say a lot of bad things about art school, but for the <laughs> most part, I, I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, that, that, like program was a really interesting program to like help kind of find my footing in in what I like to do in terms of digital art and digital media and like I got I got into motion graphics in in college too I thought I was going to be like a motion graphics artist when I when I graduated but that kind of like fizzled out but that was also an interesting segue into how I got into editing and being a video editor like I was working mm. a lot with motion graphics artists, but then also working a lot with like editors and like post-production people and kind of like shifted my interest that way. So it's been like a pretty broad kind of pretty broad umbrella of, of design and both 2D and three or not really much 3D, but 2D design, motion graphics, animation, like editorial, like post-production, like everything that involved digi digital media i was like really involved in in mm. college and i feel like i always you know was really interested in graphic design but also how to apply that to whatever medium like either myspace or instagram or you know youtube twitter uh twitch whatever mm -hmm. um just how to use utilize that those platforms to like kind of showcase your design in the best way possible yeah and i feel like for twitch it's it's a really great platform to experiment with different types of design and like not only like visual design but like components to your channel and like how your personality and what you're streaming like reflects in your visual design and like how all of that kind of comes together to like create a nice balance I feel like that has really been something that like, I guess I have been pretty passionate about in terms of pursuing things in my spare time. Like I do work in digital media. I'm like an editor and stuff like that, but mm -hmm. I do like to spend a lot of, of my free time, like being immersed in kind of these new technologies. And I feel like Twitch and streaming and stuff like that is, is yeah, a really great platform to, showcase your personality through design and stuff like that and i feel like people you know obviously people are reacting to it well and i'm really glad yeah. that you know you can appreciate like my design skills and stuff like yeah, that I have a lot of student debt so you know i'm glad all my student <laughs> loans are uh, <laughs> use yeah um, <laughs> art school is not is not cheap yeah and uh yeah so it, it's it's been nice because it's now with with twitch and like the ease of like going live on like twitch or youtube and like these kinds of technologies that are like so instantaneous now it's it's kind of come full circle where like in college that was kind of like a wishful future like potentially what if this happened and that would be cool um and now it's kind of like coming to fruition so it's like i'm it's fun to kind of go back and and 
you know, explore and, and, and see what, what works for you, like putting together your stream, whether it be like overlays or like how you brand your stream or like, you know, any sort of visual components that go into the stream. It's, it's, it's been a lot of fun to, to really jump back into that. Yeah. And, um, cause I was focused a lot on post-production for a long time, like editing and like motion graphics and, um, basically everything that goes into like a post-production job. Like I, I was working at a production studio and I was working a lot and then I was like a, a freelancer now. So jump around a lot of different studios and, um, that's kind of like my day focus, but it's nice because like, I just worked with, um, I just worked with EA for some like skate promos. That was yeah. kind of fun. So like the, having the opportunity to do jobs that have like have these creative environments and like working in those studios is, is a really interesting creative environment. And like clients are always really interesting and creative, not always, but um, <laughs> interesting. I don't know about so creative, but it, it, <laughs> Being being kind of involved and immersed in that environment daily helps keep that creativity, keep the creativity juices flowing a little bit. And one thing I would say about like working remotely, I know we were talking about this a little earlier um, off stream, but working remotely, it's been tough, I'd say, because being in those environments and physically being in those studios was like you would kind of feed off of the energy of different, cause there'd be other freelancers. It'd be like creative directors and, and clients and producers and like kind of having all of those people physically in the same office, collaborating, feeding off the, the, each other's energy. Like I would, I, I sat next to like some like 3d animator for a while. And you know, you, you'd meet all these random people and like, just see what they're up to and like what their interests are and what, you know, how they approach work and stuff like that has been, something that I guess has, I've been missing out in terms of uh, the remote work. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel that still being involved in that industry is a good, it's been good to like, yeah, keep my kind of creative juices flowing when I need to, uh, you know, think about stuff for stream and stuff like that and right. utilize those, those skills for that kind of uh, platform. I think that I think that's incredible. That's an incredible story. And how you use those skills that you've picked up uh, and apply them to your channel is is really fascinating. And I can tell that when I see a lot of the things that you put on on your Twitch channel, that you think about that stuff and that you're you're always playing with it or you're doing something to it. One of my favorite things that you've done, which is actually more apparent when you're not live but is your your uh, clip clip for your shout outs, because oh, yeah, uh, yeah. for those that don't know how this works, there's a lot of there's this, these widgets out there. When you shout out another streamer, it pulls up a clip of, of their channel to kind of help give you an idea of what that streamer does. And one of the fu- the, the funniest and actually just I, I, I think it's genius things that I've seen is that in your clips is actually you doing motion graphics introducing yourself or those people that might see this clip in a shout out so it's like hey it's your like it says something like it's your boy bpt you know yeah yeah yeah. i love it i think that is great and i think that that is just testament to you uh your your creativity and your ability to take something like that and then apply it in a way that is 
absolutely unique and i just i i love it i think it's fantastic and i i think that really speaks to you as 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 a person who streams and what you think about so i just how did that come about i think it was just one of those things where i was like i've been seeing these shout out videos and you know the ones that i had were like completely random clips of me just like looking into the camera or like whatever yeah. i know some people like that may have a community that's like clipping a lot and stuff like that it totally can be useful to like get little snippets of the, the channel when they're being shouted out but you know i was like I, I was being shouted out and i was like oh these clips are like super lame it's just like me looking at the camera or, like not doing anything interesting or whatever so i was like yeah let's let's try to like inject some branding and seeing what we'll see what we can do with this this widget externally from our you know from our stream and seeing how we can kind of implement this in other streams like and how we can solve like not really solve but like try to inject a little more personality into the into the brand and i feel like for bricks plates tiles it's been a really interesting journey in terms of like finding the brand like the brand's journey not not really that it's a brand but like making decisions in terms of how i want to present it in like overall like the overall aesthetic and and kind of design choices that i that i choose and how that kind of reflects what i do on stream and like my personality and stuff like that so i feel like that was like an interesting opportunity to be like oh let's you, you can kind of think outside the box a little bit and, and utilize these these you know technologies and these kind of weird platforms and and kind of you know manipulate them a little bit to to give your stream a little more personality not to say i'm trying to like promote my stream like crazy but like it's something that you know another opportunity is to like see what we could do on the platform and kind of works yeah. i think it's it's finding stuff like that i feel like is always interesting like the chat interactions and like like the drop game i find fascinating and and things like that where you're having a direct interaction with the chat it affects like your stream and kind of you know how people act and react on your stream and i feel like that that's been kind of a fascinating thing to to explore with the uh you know the irl streaming path because you do kind of need to think of like not necessarily like gimmicks but you need to like think of more engagement than you would if you're just watching a game you know right. like the lego is interesting lego is always interesting sure i love like watching people you know put together lego and talk about it and stuff like that but you're right it is there is a bit of an, a just chatting element to it where you are directly engaging a lot with more of the chat than you would be like playing a game so mm -hmm. you need to figure out ways to keep them more engaged when you're not being engaging yourself but like yeah. i feel like that adds you know some more personality to to the streams as well like the people that do the pokemon games that's fun or like all, all these little widgets people are finding to like interact with chat but add a little more personality to their chat or to their stream individually i think has been really interesting yeah. and seeing all all the different ways that people approach that because there's so many different brick building streamers and everyone kind of has has like a different perspective on how they want to stream and how they interact with chat and it's it's interesting to see everyone's outlook and and kind of how they solve these different problems of how they're conducting themselves and interacting and stuff like that on chat 
Um, yeah. And I think as far as the live act or the IRL and brick building streams, that has been something that's been pure, like pretty inspiring. And like, I didn't see much of that, like in other game stream gaming communities, it was focusing, you know, maybe there's like some weird, like overlay jump scares or something. But as far as like direct interaction, it was like totally lacking. And I feel like the, the Lego community, you know, really has that going for it. And it's, it's really interesting. It makes it great to be a part of. I really, I, I completely agree. I really believe that the community has tried to tried to figure out all the different ways you can you can be more engaging or stand out from other people in the community. I, I, I think I think what we do puts us in a unique position compared to other other categories and tags or you know types of content yeah. on Twitch and. Uh, I like how you just pointed out that we collectively are are trying to kind of solve for this problem. And like you said, it's not really so much a gimmick so much as like, how do I put my own spin on the content or on your stay when you're watching this channel? Are there are there any are there any kind of things that really stand out to you or things that you really enjoy when you see other streams or things that you uh really like about your own stream that you do uh that really kind of stands out i think like seeing how other people are utilizing these tools and i think a lot of people have kind of like pretty much echoed the same sentiment but like observing and seeing how other streamers are using those tools and then trying to translate into how that works for you and how that works for your stream and how that works for your chat um i think that's really important i think that's something that like that has been you know along with kind of everything else going into IRL, like not knowing anything about irl streaming like observing those types of things has things have been really interesting and inspiring because it's like something i'd never had thought of about on twitch or like that twitch could possibly offer like these types of interactions and stuff like that so um like Things specifically, I'm not really, uh, you know, I'm not really sure, like, specifically what I can think of, but I'd say just in general, like, yeah, like, seeing how people are using those tools, not only just the widgets and, like, the chat interactions, but, like, how people do, like, redeems and, like, the different types of direct interaction people offer with their chat has always been really interesting to see among the brick building community and, like, the just chatting and, and art and music i've been watching a lot of music uh streams lately and uh they're they're really interesting too to interact with yeah just kind of seeing how everyone conducts themselves and like seeing what works for them and then just yeah just trying to translate it to to what works for me i think like like that shout out video i think is is something that that works i think it's really interesting um i think like i i did kind of do a little bit of a like branding kind of brainstorming before I kind of put the channel together in terms of like design exploration and like aesthetic and like how I just wanted things to flow and, and logos and like colors and all that kind of stuff. So it was interesting to try to apply that branding of my channel to these types of solves for, you know, channel redemptions or follower overlays or any type of interaction that, that you see with chat. Like, I feel like that's always interesting. And a lot of art streams do it really well too, because 
they're like, you know, obviously very good at art and illustration and design and stuff like that and implementing all of their work and trying to like do all that within their channel has, that's always really interesting to see too, getting the brand to work for you in your channel. And yeah, it, it, I think the brand has also been, you know, evolving, constantly evolving. I feel like that's another fun thing about Twitch is like, you can take some chances with your, your design and, and, you know, see what works and what doesn't and see what people react to and what they don't react to. And you're not really bound by like, you know, any sort of client expectations or like a budget or, any, you know, at least for my level of streaming and stuff like that. So yeah, just being able to like kind of explore uh, design wise and, and seeing what works. And I'm glad like my sense of kind of aesthetic and design has been <laughs> relatively pleasing, but um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's always been a nice kind of blank canvas to to figure out how all of this crazy digital media can kind of translate into something that you know that represents you on stream and stuff like that. I think that's I think that's really well well said and well spoken. Uh, when you when you think about the brand or you think about the channel and how you present it, what would you tell someone who is struggling with that or trying to figure that out? For their own twitch channel i would say you start with what what you like and you know what you feel comfortable with and like there's so many facets into like where you could potentially be struggling with something like that but yeah i would say like you know not try to like jump into the deep end of it you know just try to organically see what works for you organically mm -hmm. kind of grow and evolve and maybe it is something visual where like maybe you could have like a you know more snappy logo or like try to like make your elements a little more cohesive in terms of like representing you as a brand i feel like at least for the uh, brick building and the irl streaming like your personality is very important to the stream and is obviously very like representative of your brand and vice versa so i feel like trying to connect those two things is really important where trying to like have your stream represent you know how you act and like your personality and stuff like that and not you know obviously not trying to force it but seeing what what works for you and like kind of finding that balance but yeah i would say don't try don't try to force it obviously there's a lot of technical aspects that go into uh streaming and like having all of these elements work cohesively and like smoothly and I know a lot of people kind of can get stuck on the technical aspect of it, which is, you know, that's just unfortunate, not unfortunate, but it's like, that's just something I feel like they could learn on their own. Or, you know, obviously, you know, I like to help people out technically too. And, and everyone in, in the community is super supportive in terms of like technical help and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. So I feel like that's a hurdle that can be, is pretty easily obtainable if, if, you know, you just want to sit down and kind of learn that a little bit. But as far as struggling with your brand and stuff like that, I feel like, yeah, I, f I feel like you just got to not force it, feel what works for you and start simple. If you're not a designer, you know, look at, look at other streamers that maybe like, you know, I, I like to look at streamers that are kind of in the same, like the same size as our streams. Like, mm -hmm. I follow a couple of streamers that are really big and like, I don't really interact with chat and stuff like that. But like, 
I, I really like the streams that are kind of comparable to, you know, your like your personal stream or kind of like the general community size that that we're dealing with here. Yeah. Because then you can get a sense of like how they're dealing with, you know, chat and like how they 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 always seem a little more authentic and organic they're not putting on like a show for their sponsors or for like you know their right. millions of subscribers or whatever you know so yeah just kind of observing other streamers and kind of seeing what what you like what you don't like you know some people don't just some people just don't gel with certain personalities it's totally fine and like yeah not yeah. trying to rush it or force it just trying to like have an organic kind of growth right look to others for inspiration definitely looking to others for inspiration and not only on twitch you know like well, what inspires you like what kind of music do you listen to what kind of movies and, and art and like literature and like what are you involved with outside of streaming like i feel like all those things can help or you can like incorporate all of those things mm-hmm. to kind of project your personality on stream and looking for inspiration outside of twitch i think is is also important oh yeah it's where some of the best ideas come from is just looking around you out in the world yeah yeah you start to get tunnel vision like when you're trying to focus on on you know being inspired by one thing you know it's Mm -hmm. like i want to look up like like vaporwave graphics look and then you're just like (laughs) you're very tunnel vision on one thing and you got to step away and kind of like you know, have some fresh eyes and, and kind of get inspiration from other things besides Twitch. I think it's really yeah. important. Uh, Zach M. Rutledge in chat asks, have you ever considered design commissions for streamers? I have not, honestly, because I, I don't think I'm strong enough of a designer. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't offer myself as a freelance graphic designer because I, I don't really have, like, that professional experience in terms of like i mean i probably could but i i don't feel comfortable offering that those services like as a professional mm-hmm. uh, i do like you know i i like the freedom of twitch where helping people out with little graphics and stuff like that has been fun because there's been a lot of less there's been a lot less pressure than like doing client work and stuff like that and like you know not to say that like working with other streamers to help build their brand would be difficult or stressful but you know you 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 have to go through like the kind of professional workflow um kind of routine with them like maybe there's like revisions or like you know having like calls and scheduling meetings and kind of having if it's something that would be would be my full-time job and i was like financially stable doing then then totally absolutely um but i think right now for where i'm at like i definitely have consulted with people in terms of like trying to find inspiration and like a kind of cohesive visual style but as far as like pumping out the assets and stuff like and stuff like that it's it's not uh it's not really in my wheelhouse but Mm -hmm. it's it's something that you know i probably could do i feel like there's a level of polish to a lot of the uh like stuff that's offered on fiverr and like some of these like kind of free uh layout sites and stuff like that there there's there's a lot of good work out there and like honestly like i don't have that skill to adapt in terms of like if someone wants a very specific style i may not be 
able to like produce that work because I like a certain type of style and like if someone and I've had I've had this happen like professionally when I did work as a graphic designer I did struggle when like people wanted certain styles that were like out of my kind of wheelhouse and yeah that that's something I feel like as a professional you need to cover like you like as an editor I can edit different types of different genres and like comedy and action and and all this kind of stuff but I I feel like for a designer or a professional designer you need to be pretty multifaceted and as at least for me I'm not at that skill level so yeah. it's 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 something that I did probably like when I was in college that was pretty much the path I was taking was like UI design and like right. mobile app design stuff like that like interface design um and I thought that was really interesting and I think that's something that has helped me carry into the the Twitch design world and something that, you know, since I was really immersed in that back in college, it really has helped and influenced what I'm doing now with the stream. But yeah, as far as being commissioned, I don't know. I don't think gotcha. so. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's all good. It's, it's good to know where you stand on that. And it's actually really nice to hear kind of, you know, that awareness, that self-awareness of where you're at and being able to say, you know, I don't feel comfortable or I do feel comfortable or, you know, I yeah. think I, th- I think that's completely realistic. I would say, though, as someone who sees some of the work that you do, I think it's incredible. And so I, I'm sure that's why oh, thank you. folks like thank myself you. and Zach are, are, are we're wondering. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, I know Zach was talking about editing and motion graphics on stream earlier. Back in my old stream, Crack Squad, I actually did do a lot of editing because um, I primarily focused on this game called Skater XL, which mm. is like a skateboarding simulator. It's a really small community. It was kind of weird and toxic and there's a lot of drama, but um, <laughs> like uh, no offense to any Skater XL players that are watching right now, but um, I, I def- that's where I started. That's kind of the community I started. And that community is interesting because it lives outside of Twitch as well. There's lots of discords and the modding community is huge for that game. So everyone keeps in touch with like, with each other over discord. There's all sorts of um, like skate fake skate teams where there's like a, a fake skate brand. They have oh, a yeah, team. Yeah. They like shoot videos. They wow. like edit the videos. They have premieres for the videos. It's like a whole thing. It's crazy. Wow. Um, so it, it is an interesting, it was an interesting kind of community building like experience um, because of all of this interaction outside of the actual game, you know, like building yeah. these fake skate brands and stuff like that. So I actually did um, used to record a lot of, and in Skater XL, a, a, there's a replay editor and like, like you do a cool trick in Skater XL and then like you can take the camera and keyframe it and basically record that clip and there's mods for like, the camera like depth of field and like you can make things like look really nice and like all these like lighting and shading mods and stuff like that so yeah you would record all these videos and then you can just edit them and put together a little skate video so that was like something i was doing a lot on crack squad was like and something that kind of like if if that stream was known for anything it was for like my dope skater xl video (laughs) 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 yeah i would like compile tons of footage and like throw in the wow. timeline and just like kind of cut cut the videos on stream um and that was a, that was a lot of fun it, yeah it was it was a good like 
break from the game and a good kind of creative outlet. And also like, that's what I do is like, I'm, you know, a video editor. So it's something I'm very comfortable with doing. Yeah. And also kind of talking through the process of that was, was something that people I think were into as well. So yeah, I definitely have done some, I don't know what kind of video editing I would do on BPT, but I would like to do some stuff like that or like even like tutorial videos or something Yeah, would be kind of interesting, you know, just like how to do the basics in an after effects or like how to import, you know, whatever, or like, you know, basic, I know people, a lot of people use DaVinci Resolve. That's like a huge kind of a free program that, that people love to use. Mm -hmm. um, or even like OBS tutorials. Like I was, you know, I'm not like a pro at OBS, but it was something that was like interesting. Once I started using it, I was like, oh, these concepts are very, these workflows are very sim similar to like post-production. And like, I know like what an alpha mat is. And like, I know what all these types of different video formats are and like, you know, pre-comps and nesting and like all these like workflow tricks that like are kind of industry standard. Um, it was interesting to see all those in OBS and that kind of came, it came naturally. So that right. was like something that was kind of exciting to, uh, to have like a better control over that. You know, I know some people struggle with OBS and like all, cause it's a lot, it's really complicated. It's really technical. Um, you know, and learning on your own is, is, is a lot. Um, so having that kind of technical background was extremely helpful going into, uh, into streaming like OBS, like using the actual program was kind of intuitive. And I was like, Oh, this is kind of fun. And that's, I, I was excited to like, see what potential that had, you know, how I could use OBS in different ways. And you touch on something that not a lot of uh, guests have touched on is kind of that ability to really take advantage of the technology that's in front of you and OBS uh, for those that don't know it or understand what we're talking about. OBS is uh, one of the options you have to broadcast to Twitch or YouTube or any, any of those sites really. But uh, the fact that, you know, it exists and there's so many things to learn about it and uh, you know, learn like hearing from you as someone who kind of works in you know the video editing uh realm and that that industry the fact that there are a lot of parallels in terms of how that software uh obs software can be used i think it's really cool that you touch on that and say that that there's some neat workflows there's some cool stuff that you could totally do with it uh is someone who uh has spent some time streaming and have has done this for a little while is there any wisdom you would give to someone who's just kind of getting used to this whole streaming thing, whether it's an OBS thing you wish you knew or know that like a, a trap that many people fall into and don't really have enough knowledge of. I think something that a lot of people touch on, on, on some of the episodes that I've, I've seen uh, of the show is like, you want to start small. You don't want to like jump into it. You want to use the equipment that you've got, you know, you kind of want to, uh, see what you see what fits for you and find your footing before you really start to commit you know right um like i i, I feel like when i started bricks white tiles even though i had streamed before it was like this irl stream was a whole new realm and yeah. like dealing with all the variables with that and evolving to kind of like fit my needs and stuff like that like i feel like that has just been a natural progression and like yeah, trying to jump into it headfirst, like either with equipment or like 
trying to also like you know promote like crazy i feel like you don't want to like over promote you just kind of want to get some sort of natural growth you know be active in other channels i feel like channels that are your size are also really important to like kind of be active in and kind of get a vibe of like you know how they conduct the stream and and what the expectations are and stuff like that so yeah just like yeah, don't go overboard when you, when you start out and as far as personality goes i i feel like for me i try, try to keep it pretty natural and organic you know some people go down the kind of persona rate which is which is fine i feel like there's different types of of streams for everyone and like you know i'm not trying to say that one type of stream is right and wrong but um figure out what works for you and like you know it, people can tell when you're putting on an act you know like don't bs a bser right like yeah. you you can you can tell so uh, hamming it up and like getting that kind of like and also you know as like an editor i watch a lot of footage and like i can tell when people are like bad you know bad at their acting or you know bad actors or like like if they're forcing a line or if it's like how natural it's sounding or looking or feeling you know so like i guess i am a little more hypersensitive to that kind of stuff on stream um but yeah just like kind of find your footing don't don't be don't be afraid that like you're not gonna blow up overnight you know you have to be patient too i think mm -hmm. that's that's a, a big virtue in, in starting out especially brick building which is still a pretty niche tag right not even yeah. a uh, category right yeah um but yeah like it, having the patience getting to know people on a personal level, like trying to interact as much as you can with chat, I think is really important because mm. that starts to bring people back, trying to relate to them on their level and not trying to like run the stream like a dictator, which I don't really think happens these days, but you know, <laughs> I, I, I feel like everyone's pretty, pretty welcoming and, and you know, pretty inclusive in, in terms of chat and trying to interact with chat. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I feel like people our age, I feel like have a little more sense going, not to say that younger streamers are like crazy and reckless and stuff like that, but I feel like <laughs> we kind of have a little more sense going into it because the influencers, like the content, big content creators, big streamers, aren't the people that we looked up to, you know, right. the, those weren't like the people that we grew up with and like, kind of like inspired us to do this stuff. Like the younger crowd, I feel like, maybe looking up to those types of people and feeling they need to like put on a certain persona or like blow up overnight or like you know just follow the trends to really get traction and stuff like that i feel like not to say that we're taking it on like a little more maturely than them but i feel like having that wisdom of like knowing that it's a slow process and like you know it's something that naturally evolves that helps the stream and that's kind of that kind of helps the mentality out too because you're not like expecting your stream to blow up and being like you know the next like superstar like yeah just kind of have reasonable expectations of what your stream will be and you know potentially will be so patience is is huge i i completely agree and i i, I like how you you touch on expectation there's so many there's so many examples right of these huge streamers or these huge youtubers who have these massive audiences some of them have a persona or some of them are bombastic in some way and you do uh see a lot of emulation in 
newer and potentially younger uh, creators who are trying to follow that same trajectory or path when like you I believe patience is key I think a lot of it is even you you need to you need to find either find yourself or you need to figure out who you are especially if you don't really know right if you're coming at this uh within the context of being a creator and as a person if you if you know that as a person you have you you have a leg up going into the creator part because then you kind of know yeah but I, I i think that's why some some younger people kind of fall into that trap because i think they don't really have put in the time to understand who they are yeah. and to a lesser degree when you when you get on Twitch or you get on any of these platforms as a creator, you want to have at some point, some small understanding of like who you are or what you want to present as, you know, this, this streamer, or this, this video creator. So, yeah, uh, well, well put wonderful point. I think that that advice is, is absolutely wise. As someone who does this a couple times a week and has been doing this for a while, what continues to motivate you to do this sort of thing? I think I think now that like you know I've, I have some regulars that come in, you know, I'm getting to know a lot of the community a lot better. Like, just the the chance to interact with everyone is is something that is pretty motivating and like the social socialization of it, like having this network of people to kind of talk to and interact with and like be supportive with is, is, um, you know, pretty motivating in itself. And I feel like sometimes like, you know, I stream at night, sometimes I'm tired and like, sometimes I like have a headache or going, you know, we've all kind of felt like that and going into stream, you may not be feeling like a hundred percent, but then coming out of stream, you're always like kind of, bursting because like your your spirits have have been lifted by you know these amazing people that come and hang out and like you're able to just kind of like be yourself and then and like you know just kind of go with the flow of the conversation people start to get to know your personalities and like you start to get their to know like them personally and like not only like the chat or like the streamer to chat to chatter relationship i feel like there's also the the chatter to chatter relationship where it's like people in the chat like you said like we see all these kind of similar faces that we we all know and having the chat carry the conversation on themselves is always really kind of motivating and, and kind of fun to see and um yeah just like having that support and even if it's just like a couple people just like i i, I like socializing with people online and and i feel like as also as, as a millennial and someone that has grown up with it's messenger and like literally every, every platform of social messaging and instant messaging and stuff like that. Like this is so ingrained into our culture, this type of communication and this type of interaction and these types of relationships that like, it feels, it feels good to be part of these communities and like, um it, it, yeah it's just it's it's nice to interact with with kind of like-minded you know uh a falls and 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 whoever you know I, I like uh anyone that comes in the chat it's fun to get to know and like you know see where they're from and what they're into and like it's nice that like 
because when i first started streaming i was like oh i'm just kind of get to kind of get like the late night crowd like i'm on the west coast so people on the east coast it's like really late when, when i'm streaming so i thought it was just going to kind of be like this late night crowd of west coasters and stuff like that but we're getting you know uk people and you know our netherlands folks and australia and new zealand and and everywhere and it's it's been it's been fun to see the diverse community and uh, just interact with that and it's been feeling a lot more natural i feel like when i first started streaming like you know everyone kind of has to find their footing in terms of talking to chad and and being comfortable with that and interacting with with chad and um yeah i feel like now i've, I've kind of gotten that confidence and it, it, it's it's nice to yeah just be a part of this community that's been so supportive and like unique in terms of twitch communities like another thing that's that's pretty interesting that you know obviously we're doing it right now but like the concept of co-streaming mm -hmm. um and either like two streamers physically in the same stream like on like um you know i'm bored toys or you know he's got like brenda coming on sometimes and mm -hmm. a lot of these uh you know profit mrs profit they have they have these irl stream duos which is which was like fascinating i had never seen anything like that before either yeah just these types of new interactions and like using the platform in this in this new way has been something that's kind of motivating to you know be a streamer but also be involved with these communities there, there there's so many different ways people are exploring this medium this format and i too feel very similarly in that just just even being a part of the community is is amazing but then also the opportunity to see where they're taking it where where our peers are going with this technology uh i think that the i think we've yet to see everything i mean that seems obvious but i feel like there's a lot there's a lot out there that we have yet to see and i i feel like there's only more as I think the community matures, as the technology continues to get better, we're going to continue to see some interesting things. Yeah, like I've you know only been really part of this this community for about a year. Um, I've had my other Twitch for like five years, and I know Twitch has been around for you know over ten years, right? And like mm -hmm. I feel like only recently, and I know they you know these communities have existed before, but. Uh, you know, for me recently, these these new avenues of Twitch are just kind of still opening up and seeing the p potential and like the p potential of creativity and what people have to offer in terms of content and stuff like that. I think it's still it's still rather new to me, mm -hmm. and we're still trying to navigate like because you know, like you said, Brick Building doesn't even have a a channel, so we're still trying to navigate like what it is even to be a Brick Builder on, on you know Twitch, and and yeah. um, I feel like. It, there's still tons of possibilities out there for, for IRL streaming. And, you know, I feel like now it's, it's because of kind of the recent surge in, in, um, you know, kind of interest and stuff like that. Like, I feel like it's, it's moving in the right direction and we're going to start seeing some, like, I don't know what we're going to be seeing, but I feel like it's <laughs> moving in the right direction. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. And you're absolutely right. I mean, just even the brick building community on, on, this platform is young. It's it's relatively yeah. young. Like you noted, Twitch is over ten years old. 
IRL streaming hasn't really been a thing until maybe what the last three, four years on Twitch yeah. alone. Yeah. To take something as fresh as brick building in our little sub community on Twitch, I think we're in a very in, we're in a very interesting time because I feel like it's still growing. It's still uh, a long ways from maturing, I think, uh, because not to, not to say that uh, everyone's doing the same thing, because that's, that's definitely not true. But I feel like the potential, like, like you said, to, to see other styles or to see other approaches to this sort of thing. It, the potential is high in terms of like all yeah. the different things you can do. And yeah. I, I feel like we're just now at the very, very like beginning of where this can go. I'm, I'm excited. And, and like you, I think it's very motivating and inspiring to, to kind of see how other people enter this space and what they decide to do with it. Yeah. I think it's, it's really interesting too, because like, there's no other brick building community on Twitch that we don't know about. You know, it's like, this is <laughs> yeah. it. This, yeah. this, we are the brick building community, right? Like, yeah, we've got a couple bigger streamers and like, we all know, you know, we all know each other and there's not like this hidden brick building community. That's like already doing its thing and already kind of like, you know, up and running, like we're kind of us are like the forefront of this community. So seeing all of this progress and evolve, Kind of firsthand has been really interesting and like satisfying and being involved with it has been really you know really rewarding and fun yeah. unless there is some like secret brick building community i don't know about <laughs> on twitch that have been like killing it for the last 10 years and like we have no idea and like but yeah uh i'd feel so out of it if that were the case <laughs> right <laughs> which is so funny because within the context of this community within the context of brick the brick building community i like to think that i'm fairly plugged into it i really do for sure but yeah every yeah. so every so often something happens and i have no idea what's going on and so i have to message some of our our friends and our our peers I'm like how did this happen what is going what is even going yeah, right. on <laughs> no but that's uh, awesome because just the growth of the community has been you know growing like crazy lately and then new people are popping in and out and people that are you know we're chatting are now streaming and we're starting to see like just everyone's personality coming out through stream and it's been great it's it's a really good time i feel like it's a really good time what's and i note this every time uh it kind of comes up in terms of like the growth of brick building as a community but still to this day if i go online and I click the category or the tag, not the category. If I click on the tag, I will most always find someone new once a day. Sure. Gen yeah. Generally, generally a, a couple, a couple people. And uh, the what's what's more interesting is when you do, and it's a little harder to do now. But when you type Lego into the search, you can find mm -hmm. channels that have the word Lego in their title. Sure. And uh, if I sift through that, occasionally I'll find someone who doesn't even know about the brick building tag. And uh, it's someone who was kind of like I think we did 
discovering, oh, this is this is really fun to not just build Lego because Lego is awesome, but like do it live and talk to other people while doing it on Twitch. And every yeah. so often I, I get that that uh, experience where someone's like, oh, this is really cool. This is really fun. I didn't know this was a thing is usually what the person will say. And then uh, occasionally I get the 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 honor or the privilege of saying, but wait, there's a whole freaking community of us out here getting, you know, doing the same thing and get get ready. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is exciting to see, like, I mean, because I, I know a lot of like makers and crafters and even like IRL streamers will occasionally do a Lego set like, you know, once a mm -hmm. year or like mm -hmm. for some special event or something like that. Um, so it, it's always interesting to see the kind of diverse amount of streamers that do throw some Lego down on stream every once in a while and then the potential that like this could be a real community and, and yeah, you know, just seeing, yeah seeing the diverse amount of streamers having kind of the similar interests uh, in Lego and streaming. It's been, it's been interesting. <laughs> I yeah. think there is actually a brick building category and it's for like Mason brick, like construction brick building or something like that. It's Easy. really weird. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we should take it over and like <laughs> claim it as the, the brick building uh, yeah. category. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious yeah, it's like some, it's like some, some construction or like because someone raided into someone with the brick building category i was like what is going oh. on there's a brick building category and they're like yeah it's like some mason brick building or like some construction brick like category I, yeah i don't know very strange yeah <laughs> is there anyone on twitch or even just the, the brick building community in general that you would you, you would like to collaborate with no, we're doing it right now. We're doing friend. it right now. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I think just like having these opportunities, because like again, like other Twitch uh communities, I feel like don't interact in this way. Mm -hmm. And um just having the opportunities to uh even collaborate on little things like you know, simple graphics or helping out with like whatever, like on Discord, like simple little, you know graphic jobs or helping someone out with a logo or whatever, like, or even like, you know, on the conceptual level, trying to, you know, help people with ideas and stuff like that. I think that's just been, that's been a lot of fun. And like, you know, obviously I've seen a lot of support in the community with like stuff that I'm doing with them and, mm -hmm. you know, not someone, I don't know if there's anyone in particular. I just, I do like the opportunities to kind of get a diverse, like amount like have the opportunity to help out on kind of various different functions and kind of interact with the people in those communities you know like yeah. the U the ukraine raid trade that was a lot of fun and like oh yeah um you know interacting with that whole crowd and then like the raid train i worked on with maple um the human um human rights raid train mm -hmm. uh raiders for human rights um, that was interesting too, you know, there's all sorts of people interacting in that channel or in that community. And I met tons of new people there and yeah, just having those opportunities to work with different communities, I feel like has been, has been interesting and, and inspiring. So I, yeah. yeah, as far as in, individual people, I feel like I'd be open to, you know, working with, with anyone really. Yeah. Um, I do like how collaborative, like 
you know, like the co-streaming and stuff like that. That's a really interesting dynamic that comes with uh, the IRL streaming that I haven't really seen before. Yeah. So, um, you know, opportunities like that are always are always interesting. And yeah, just um, I'm always happy to help out, you know, with graphic needs or, or anything, you know, yeah. people are supportive, you know, really supportive in this community. And then it's nice to just give it back and be supportive to people that support you. So it's, that's, that's been fun. Just having the opportunity to work with all these types of new people and getting their ideas on things and yeah. seeing how they approach all this kind of stuff has been, has been a lot of fun. Yeah. I thought it was great. You know, we both were involved in the, the Ukraine raid train and it was really cool seeing you you know put together a lot of the the graphics for it as well as just help we were all pitching in in different ways which is what led me to talking about your graphic design work is because i got to see it firsthand on the ukraine raid train so uh that that's awesome and yeah. definitely you know the whole the whole uh collaborative piece of this whole this whole thing what's really fascinating is i'm seeing more and more of it too now on uh, different channels within the community. More people are mm-hmm. are crossing the streams in their own mm-hmm. ways, doing their own thing, uh, which is really cool. You know, I I, I love seeing. Uh, there's a lot of co building. You know, where there yeah. people yeah. are building sets together, uh, either on, like you said, kind of the way I'm I'm board toys. Uh, Kevin will will bring Brenda on. They'll build together or remotely as well. Uh, our own AZ Pinoy does that a lot i've actually done totally. some stuff yep. on his channel with that very cool stuff a lot of opportunities uh out there for it and you know hope to see you more around on on uh their channels or or in the community yeah totally oh yeah uh, now that we've kind of gone through this whole process together i'm going to ask a question that i ask everyone Sure. Uh, which is, and it, th- this is getting increasingly harder as we do more episodes, but who would you like to see on a future episode of Crossing the Streams? I feel like you've kind of covered everyone that I, I like. I like, you know, obviously I love seeing the Brick Builders on, but I do like when, like, you know, Astro was on uh, last week, right? And that yeah. was awesome. Having Having people that have some focus that isn't primarily lego mm-hmm. and kind of seeing what they have to bring to the table and like how their process is and you know obviously what what motivates them and i think that's really interesting to have these other perspectives on streaming besides the brick building perspective mm-hmm. um like uh, as far as individual streamers i don't know you're putting me on the spot on this one <laughs> um, <laughs> No, an- no answer is also acceptable. Is it also yeah, I, I, I think I just I, I, I like when uh, I, I like seeing that diversity of of people that are you know have multifaceted kind of mediums. You know, like you know, uh, have you had Lone Knife Company on the on the show? Not yet. No, I have not. Something you know, things like that. I think might would be interesting you know to kind of see what motivates streams like that and you know they're all obviously makers crafters adjacent and you know we all know them in the lego community but um yeah kind of just expanding it out to kind of more general non-lego streams i feel like there's always potential to have some interesting conversations with that 
Yeah. Um, I think I think that's fantastic. I think that's definitely uh, the the future of this show definitely lies in continuing to expand across other uh, other spaces. Uh, will still include, of course, brick building people, but kind of bringing those in that are either brick building or makers and crafting adjacent or involved and then continuing to expand from there. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that's like kind of the spirit of at least some of my stream a little bit is like I started focusing on brick building. And then once I kind of like established a bit of community and kind of got to know people in the chat and I can mm -hmm. start to play some games or start to like not focus as much on Lego and, and kind of expose people to other interests that I have and get, you know, kind of interact with people that way. And, and yeah, connect with people on levels outside of lego mainly games but like um it, it is nice to kind of step away from that for a second and and kind of yeah see how people react and and get people's perspectives on on other aspects besides focusing on lego all the time yeah um, yeah absolutely Great, I mean, great, great thought and suggestion there, and that's definitely where I would love to go with it is to kind kind of expand that focus and bring more people in with different interests or interests that overlap with ours. Um, definitely, and not to say that like you know exclusively brick building streams aren't great. Obviously, that's like what yeah. my stream is. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, just having. A, it's nice to kind of go down different routes of conversation with, with people because you never know like where, where it's going to go. So I'm not saying not having exclusively brick building uh, streams is <laughs> not interesting, but uh, it's nice I get, to see. I get you. I get you. Yeah. Um, man, it's, it's been so much fun talking to you, BPT. We've, we've gotten to learn, uh, so much about you and, and your thoughts on the community and on Twitch and, and content creation. I want to take this time to just thank you for taking thank that you. time. Yeah, it it it's it was incredible. Um, I love what you do. I, you know, hope to continue to see what you, you do and, and where you go from here. Um, was there was there anything else you wanted to cover before we kind of close down the episode or anything you wanted to to touch upon? Um I don't know. I, I think we covered covered a lot this this session here. And, we did. We did. Um Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad we glad we were able to chat and I think uh yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we've covered covered a decent amount. <laughs> of course. With that, uh, then, uh, as is tradition on the show, uh, I love to just close out the episode with the guest who has any parting words for those that are listening and who got to hear about you, your story, your journey. Uh, any final words you'd like to say to those listening? Keep doing what you're doing. You know, like, I think a big thing about this is is doing what you love and, and doing, you know, what what you are good at and and what makes you happy and i think that ultimately can bring some of the best content and some of the best relationships and and connections with people is, is just you know being being yourself and 
and trying to to connect with people and and relate your personality to others and, and just i think that's something that's been a great learning experience from being part of this community is is you know just being able to relate to people on a personal level and um yeah everyone's super supportive it's been really great and uh you know we're super thankful to be part of it <laughs>